Fullerton is next. Doors open on the left at Fullerton. How about Chicago? I could be there. Welcome to Foul Monkeys. This is Adam. And this is Jerry. You're listening to a gay podcast recorded out of Chicago, Illinois, and Los Angeles, California. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Uh, Halloween, people. We're recording on Halloween. We are. It's very spoopy. And um, we are excited to be joined with our special Halloween guest. Um, I wonder if you can guess who it is. Did you guess? It's Ricky, bitches. It's Ricky. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, This is episode 943. Um, Look at you. I know. I like no stuff now. Um, I know. I have to say, ever since I've been listening, since I've been off, you guys have been on that number like crazy, especially Adam, because he's normally not the person that's, you know, (laughs) he's not in the know of the number usually. So I'm not. And um, honestly, (laughs) it's because I know that you think I wouldn't do it. So I wanted to like prove you wrong. (laughs) Yes, it worked. <laughs> See, Ricky, you need to give him responsibility um, when you guys go back. When we when we get back to normal. <laughs> no, <laughs> get no. Back to normal. Not... Oh, Jerry, this isn't how this works. What happens is you do all the work. Mm. Duh. I see. <laughs> I see. Ugh. So what are you guys, are you guys like doing anything for Halloween, watching like a scary movie or anything? Um, I watched I'm going... it. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I said <laughs> I've been watching It and It Chapter 2 the last couple of days just as a Halloween movie because they were on HBO Max. I'm going to try to watch The Exorcist tonight. Ooh. Days? It took you days to watch those movies? Well, one one night, one the other night. Oh, okay. Got it. Sorry, or you think I'm we're wrong. just I'm just sitting around the house all day long with nothing to do? Well, you are old, so yeah. <laughs> um, well, are you doing anything, Ricky? Um, I was actually in the middle of baking some cookies because I'm going to my ex boss's house for like a campfire situation, like a oh. cookout. Ooh. Um, so I'm making cookies that I can't fucking eat. And <laughs> can you not um, make cookies that you can eat? Um, I can. <laughs> I can eat them. I mean, actually, the ones that I'm making, I could probably eat half of one and be okay. Um, if I would have used like a sugar alternative, I probably would have been fine, but I didn't because. I'm making them for other people and I don't want them to be like, well, this is gross, you know? Uh, you got to uh, be vegan about this and be like, this is me. This is who I am. And everybody has to be around and I got to tell I everybody. <laughs> got to tell everybody. It's like, it's like, dude, I'm taking a piss right now. Could you hold off on your veganism? <laughs> <laughs> um, also like those, 
because so we do keto, which is different from what you're going through, obviously, which we still need to actually it's not. Is um, it actually the diet that um oh Nessa just messaged me. Mm-hmm. Um the diet that's mostly recommended, and I mean we'll go into this in a second for this surgery, is kind of like a keto diet. Okay. Um, it's not as strict as keto, but it's um, mainly because the first thing I always have to eat is protein. Yeah. The second thing I always have to eat are vegetables. And the last thing I eat are any kind of uh, simple carbohydrates. So mm-hmm. like potatoes and bread and shit like that. But um, so, yeah, they are peanut butter cookies with a peanut butter filling filling. Ooh. Well, I I get a peanut butter feeling from it too, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I was going to say, because like you were talking about like sugar replacements um, uh, and how the one, like if it's made with like sugar alcohols instead makes you like shit your brains out. Yeah. If you eat a lot of it, that's what happens when people eat those sugar-free gummy bears. Yes. Oh, let me tell you, y'all, I've done not the gummy bears, but I, my grandparents were basically all diabetic, so I'm probably fucked. Um, <laughs> but um, they used to have like- Not in that free- good way either. Not no, in that really um, good way. Um, but like they had like um, those sugar-free, like the fruit slices. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the, they're kind of like gummies. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and I definitely like housed a bunch of those ones. And I was like, I am going to shit everywhere, like explosively. Yeah. Like, um, it's a shardy too. It, oh, it is. Cause it, you're like, it is trusts. it, is it not? It is. Mm, don't trust it, baby. Don't, you cannot trust it anymore. Um, I've been using that sweetener monk fruit is what I've been using. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And it's kind of like a one-to-one sugar ratio. So whatever you would use in a recipe, you would use that. But it's expensive. Oh, God. Yeah, all that stuff is expensive. um, I get it at Costco because you can get a pound of it for, I think, like nine bucks, I think, which is pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I'll have to look the next time we go to Costco. I um, We have Swerve. And... um, which I think is stevia or something. Um, And we also have like some agave liquid sweetener that's like low glycemic, whatever the fuck. Mm. I don't know. I made myself some tiki drinks last night and I got fucking wasted and they were definitely not keto. Swerve sounds like it's marketed toward the urban community. (laughs) (laughs) Jerry. It's my my swerve. I got to get my my swerve. I gotta get swerve away. I gotta swerve away from diabetes. (laughs) I gotta get my swirl, my swirl purple purple drink on. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so we Um, were talking about dieting and keto, and Ricky has some info to share. Yeah, so a lot of you probably already know this, but there might be some people that don't follow me on social media or haven't seen a picture of me lately. Now that I look like Callista Flockhart, <laughs> I... <laughs> it's it's real. Young. I could I could see my clavicle now. <clears throat> oh. Not really. Only when I suck in. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> so, you know, the past year, and I've kind of given hints on the show of what's going on the past year. I've been seeing a food counselor, a psychologist, losing weight, all that great stuff, right? So in this whole process, while I've been doing this and losing the weight on my own, I was also going through the process of uh, debating on taking or getting bariatric surgery. And so the reason I decided to go this route is because four or five times in my life and people that listen to the show definitely know this, that I've lost 70, 80 pounds, gained a hundred back lost 70, 80, 90 pounds, gained 110 back. So it's been like this cycle of mine that I've had forever, right? So as I was going through this process, I was having like mental breakdowns because I did not want to have the surgery. It was scary. I didn't want other people to think that I was being lazy, you know, all of this stuff. And so, um, and we didn't talk about this on the show, right? Like no, we, you we haven't talked about anything like this. No, okay. you you told us privately. Oh, okay. So basically, and what kicked this off, and I know that Mark listens to the show still, so I hope this is okay to share. You know, I'm not going to go into details, but um, Adam and I had a really good friend pass away last December, and we didn't really talk about it on the show, only because. We were kind of on a break, and by the time we got back, it was kind of still a, a fresh thing for us, and, you know, we just didn't feel that we should kind of talk about it, right? And it still makes me want to cry because it still yeah. really upsets me, um, and I'm trying not to, so just give me a second. Um, okay, sorry. Um, anyway, our good friend Jeffrey passed away and, um, it really scared the shit out of me. Um, and so after all of that was over and I got back from Virginia in January, I went to the doctor and I was like, I need every fucking test run on me because I'm fucking scared. And this, you know, this is why this is happening. Sorry. Um, um, two deep shows back to back, y'all. I know. I know. I'm so sorry. I don't mean <laughs> it for it to be like that. Stop apologizing. Um, yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> sure. Oh, and we have um, we have a, we have a, a fluffy one in between this one and the last one. So we got one on the can. So okay, okay. We get a break yeah, and then <laughs> in the can. In the can. Our show is not. No, that's what you call it when you've got a show in your and that's recorded. Yeah, you got it in the you can. say I've got it in the can. No, I know, but you said on the can like it was pooping. No, I didn't. Oh, well, did. it could be like that sometimes too. Really, sometimes they are shitty. But um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Ricky, God, Adam, you're messing up his Oprah moment. I know. Uh, um, but anyway, so. Um, Jeffrey passed away. I had all these tests run and I knew that I weighed a lot. I was up to 328 pounds. I wasn't feeling good, but I wasn't for sure why. I just thought it was because I was overweight and maybe I was depressed and, you know, a bunch of stuff was happening. So they did the testing and I came back diabetic 
and I came back at having stroke level blood pressure, even though I was on blood pressure medications and it was no longer working. And they immediately told me they wanted me to go to the emergency room. And I was like, um, I can't, I have to work tomorrow. So um, what can we do about this? <laughs> Typical like <laughs> fucking male. That's like a male thing right there. Like, you know, oh no, we can't do this. I got to go to work, right? Yeah. Um, so what they did is they provided me with extra medication to get the blood pressure down. But at that moment, I decided that that was fucking it. I needed to change this because I did not want to pass away at an early age after what I experienced with Jeffrey and, you know, um, being there with Mark and it was just too scary for me. I did not want to ever be in that situation. So that's why I started this whole thing. And as I was losing the weight, I was seeing the food psychologist and I was going back and forth about having the surgery because you know, I kind of felt like I was a loser for not being able to keep this weight off and like, which are all normal feelings after, you know, talking with the psychologist and everything. So um, we talked about like food triggers and what I should and should not be eating and what causes those issues. Um, for example, one of those is never to have any carbohydrate drinks, carbohydrate. Am I not saying that right? Carbonated. carbonated, carbonated, um, drinks, not even like bubbly water because it's the, um, carbonation that makes me want soda. So I haven't had soda probably in five months now, but, um, Ew. there's things like that, that I just can't eat because it just causes me to go into crazy mode. So as it got closer to the time for me to choose the surgery. I kept going back and forth about it. It was causing me to cry. I was stressed. And that's when I was like, I need a break from the show because it was really getting to me. And I kind of felt like um, I was lying to people, even though I really wasn't lying about anything. I just felt that way. So I, it was just easier for me to leave the show, let you guys handle it, and then let me handle myself. So um I decided to do the surgery and I told close friends, maybe I think I told you guys a week before it happened, right? It was yeah, about a week. I think right? it was even less. I think it was even less. Yeah. Yeah. And so the people that were close to me, I told. Um, and I told people that I felt that would not want to change my mind or cloud my judgment or. Mm -hmm you know, tell me some random story about how their friend did it and they died immediately and shit like that. I just oh didn't want to hear it, right? So an hour before the surgery, I was in the hospital. I posted it for everyone to know. So I've had the surgery. It's been a month and I'm doing great. Nothing's wrong. I had no issues. And yeah, I'm just trying to learn how to really eat again and what I can and can't eat because some things upset my stomach and some things don't. And, um, but I am down, I was down 78 pounds before I had the surgery. And now after the surgery this Friday, I am down 93 pounds. Damn. So, um, 
it's like happy and I'm still kind of like in this wow I look really weird to have like a jawline and like just seeing my body look weird it's different Mm. um and another thing too is um during this whole seeing a psychologist and everything one of my big hang-ups was I've always been a bigger guy so people have known me as the bigger guy and it's always oh it's Ricky he's a big guy he's joyous he's fun he's so Mm -hmm. cool to be around you know he's like oh bear hugs and like yeah yeah. well one of the things that was causing me to um second guess the surgery is because I didn't know how people would respond not being that way anymore at least that size I guess I should say yeah and um the counselor was just like well this is pretty much how this goes if people don't like the new you it's very simple you tell them two words and this is literally what she said fuck off yes and she said if people care about you and they understand what's going on, they'll stick around you. There's not going to be any of this weird thing where they're like being a food police and they're saying, oh, why are you eating this? And blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But if people are just kind of like, you're not the same person, I don't like the confidence that you have because that's another thing too. Once people start losing weight, they start getting more confidence and they are able to tell people no and saying, I won't do that and all these things. And she said, people are not going to like that and be prepared to lose some of those friends. So, um, well, I guess this is goodbye I... then, Ricky. So, uh, <laughs> you know what? In the words of my psychologist, fuck off. <laughs> um, does it take the pressure off of you to have to be that jovial, jolly, I gotta be, I gotta be laughing. Everybody's gotta laugh around me. Um, You know, actually it does because I use that as a way to fit in around people. And actually what was happening once I got to my highest weight is people would be talking to me directly to my face and I would be saying, yeah, uh uh-huh, yes. And when they would ask me, what do I think about this or what I think about that, I was so inside my head thinking I was the fattest person in the room. People are looking at me. Is my shirt tucked in? You know, all the shit that really no one probably cared about was inside my head. And I wasn't actually listening to the person speaking to me. And, and the, the psychologist or psych, not a psychiatrist, psychologist, because, you know, they tell, talk about your problems. Um, she said, you know, Ricky, this is the thing. Yes, when people first saw you, they probably thought, wow, he's a big guy. But it stopped at that. No one would was no one was saying for hours, God, look how big he is. Look how big he is. Mm-hmm. They see your physical appearance and then they move on. They don't really pay attention to that stuff. That's not how people normally work. If it's a really weird person and they're like that, it's because they're weird and you shouldn't be their friend. <laughs> but yeah, it has con- it has made me not have to be that way. And um, it's just a whole new attitude. It's really weird and I don't know how to describe it other than 
I don't know. I can't describe it really. Um, but do you, uh, like, uh, personally, what I, because I have a therapist and um, we talk about my anger issues. Um, mm-hmm. so I don't choke strangers anymore. Um, but part of what we talked about was like that, I feel like that's part of who I am and why people like me. And like people are like, oh, that's Adam. He's kind of like a, sassy angry like gay person who's like that's his like shtick or whatever and I mm-hmm. do you feel like that's something that you were scared of like you were like is my personality part of my appearance part of like this thing that I like put on yeah and definitely and but this is the odd thing about it it's like I would I was funny and I tried to be funny and jovial and try to be, but I, on the inside, I did not fucking want to be that way. Mm -hmm. I just, I did not want to do it. And, you know, probably for four or five months, I was kind of a loner. I didn't want to do things. I didn't want to be around people. Like I was going through some stuff that I never really shared with people. I was kind of depressed. I really wasn't and this is going to sound gross and all this shit, but I'm just being honest and people, you know, they can take it for what it is. But I was to the point of where I didn't want to shower every day. I did not want to get up and work. I did not want to change my clothes. I did not want to be around my dogs. I just was so done, yeah. you know? And so, um, which is really hard to admit actually because I've only really admitted that to my psychologist, you know, I've never really talked about it, but it is what it is. And I want people to know that you're not alone when it comes to this kind of stuff. And, you know, you know, and from what you know of me from the podcast, isn't always a hundred percent my real life. Yeah. And so, you know, and a lot of people don't realize that in, you know, um, so I'm just letting people know those are the kind of things I was going through, and I, you know, and it was causing me to not want to do this show anymore, which I had discussed with both of you guys, mm-hmm. not so much publicly, but it was coming close that I just didn't want to do this anymore because I kind of felt like I was just lying to people and I was this fake person and I wasn't being truthful with people, um, which kind of makes me into an actor. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> award-winning so i've got a question so, so I, I knew a guy. ask any questions oh. you want i'm pretty open so if we want this whole show to be about no well or whatever you know we can it doesn't matter so, so the title uh, of the show is going to be ricky's oprah moment though yes yeah oh yeah um, or, so or ricky's intimate portrait right the <laughs> real ricky or it could be Ricky's Ricky Lake story. Um, <laughs> so I know this uh, man in St. Louis, and he is very big. He He's like 5'8 and about 350. I mean, he's just, he looks like the Danny DeVito's de Peng- Penguin, to put it in a term everybody would know. And uh, before I moved to St. Louis, he had done a liquid diet, and he lost so much weight. He He went from like 300 to like 180. I mean, he just slimmed down and I saw pictures of him and was like, oh my God. And they were like, yeah, his biggest issue was 
the way his personal space went away mm. because he was so used to people being, he was so used to being big and people being away from him that when he shrunk, everybody got closer to him and it freaked him out. And so he gained all of his weight back. And so when mm-hmm. I was asking and I saw the pictures, I was like, you know, here he is, he looked like this. And then he, you know, gained it all back. And they said, he admitted, he goes, I lost all that personal space and I didn't realize what, you know, I was used to till I had lost it. And he goes, and then people mm-hmm. were near me and close to me and touching me. And he's like, I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. And, you know, after right. they told me that I was kind of like, oh, he is kind of, he is very standoffish and like he, you can kind of hug and whatever, as you got to know him, but he was always kind of flinched, like to be touched. Right. And mm-hmm. so, you know, have you had any experience like that or is that not part of your. Um, I don't think I've ever, ex- I, well, first of all, I just don't like fucking people touching me no matter what size I am. Mm-hmm. Like don't <laughs> touch me. But, um, a lot of this, I mean, even after the surgery, I'm still going to see the psychologist. I'm going to group therapies every month because it's just, the surgery itself doesn't fix the problem. It right. it does help limit the issue, but I could easily gain back a hundred pounds if I don't follow the guidelines and, you know, go through these counseling sessions and all of the, you know, all of these things. So it's always going to be like this kind of like demon that I have because I'm addicted to food. That's basically all comes down to is I was addicted to food. I didn't realize it until it was too late. And I'm fortunate that I don't have any major medical problems from this. Um, actually, since I've had the surgery, I've completely stopped my blood pressure medication because it's at normal. It's normal now. Mm-hmm. So, and in three or four months, I'll be able to take another sleep study and I may be able to come off my CPAP machine. That's um, wow. But I, I do feel weird being thinner. And like one of the things that I talked to my um, counselor about was, I don't know what I'm going to look like at 180 pounds if I get that low. And it scares me. It fucking scares me because I don't know what I'm going to look like. You know, for years, I've had a full face. I've had broad shoulders. I've had a belly, you know, so I've gotten used to that kind of look. And now it's going to be, am I going to look like a crackhead, a bobblehead, (laughs) you know, what, you know, and she oh. said, you know, actually, you're you're going to get really low in weight, but then your body's going to say, eh, this isn't working anymore. I need more weight or, you know, to have energy. So I'll lose a bunch of weight, but then I may gain about 10 to 15 pounds to equal out what my body needs to be at. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we'll go from there. But it does, I am terrified to see what I'm going to look like, but also how people are going to treat me. I've already experienced this on the apps already. Oh yeah. You know, not that I'm, not that I'm advertising on the apps that I want sex and things like that, but um, Mm -hmm. it's already kind of crazy how suddenly you have, I mean, you can't tell now because my beard's all grown in, but when I shave and I have like a jawline, it's, 
seriously crazy how many more messages you get just by having like a thinner profile. It's so weird. Well, and then people, I've also had the opposite yeah. of, of people contacting me and saying, oh my God, you're looking thin. Are you like, are you okay? And I'm like, well, yeah, I'm just getting healthier. You know, I'm, you know, I'm trying to lose weight. And they're like, oh, well, that's really a shame because you were so hot. And now it kind of breaks my heart that you look like that. Someone actually fucking said that to me. It's real. No, people fetishize um, size and body shape and all of that. And like, you can like what you like, that's fine. But don't put that on somebody else. Like if you're a chubby chaser, like live your life, girl, and don't judge other, like, other people. Right. And also, I'm not the only fat person in this world. Like, <laughs> hello. Go bother you know? someone else. Right. But it's like really like... Um, it's shocking that people, like, I would never, ever say something like that to someone. I might, like, internally think, wow, that person's super thin, or, you know, I would never say, oh, that guy's super big, because I've been fat my whole life, so it's not like, you know, I just think that whole thing's weird, and the chasers have been super weird about it. Like I've had so many like chasers reaching out to me and, you know, uh, they're like, oh, you know, all you need for me is to come over and give you some donuts. You'll be fine. My God. It's, you know it's what weird. I need is a donut pillow because my fucking ass hurts. Cause I don't got fat on it anymore. <laughs> you can bring me one of those if you want. You bony ass. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you remember so. how old you were the last time you were 180? To like put it into perspective of how you'd look. Yeah. Yeah. 10th grade. Wow. So what, I was 16? Uh, we were grade, in the, 16, we were 17? In, we were in the depression. <laughs> uh, no, it wasn't that yeah, long ago. You know. It was when disco was king. Oh, <laughs> which is actually a good time to be around, actually. Well, I we think that would be it, such a time... That Disco would be such a good time period. Yeah, that would be such a good time period. The, I'd be dead. I'd be dead either from drugs or. Oh, I would have had a heart heart attack from cocaine. Like I would have just blown mm-hmm. my heart out. So. For sure, uh, for sure. I wouldn't have done drugs probably, but I would probably have been de- dead from AIDS. <laughs> yeah. Just, I mean, legs up, you know, mouth mm-hmm. open. I mean, come on. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I was. Um, I would probably have done. There was less of a stigma around it, I think. So I definitely would have been either Quaaludes or Coke. I still oh want to do. God. I still I want to do Quaaludes. This is going to sound terrible, and uh, I'm, I apologize <laughs> to you. No, fancy. no, because I want to talk about this too. Because I want to talk about Quaaludes also. I just they don't like exist anymore, and no. oh, they do. They do. They are in barrels in the ocean and we need to come up with a company so we could go fucking find them because that's how they got rid of them. Yeah. They packed them all in barrels and they buried, they put them in the ocean and they're sunken. So just as long as they're not 
eaten up by the salt water, we could totally go do some quaaludes. <laughs> it's just such a big part of like the culture back then. And you see it, like people talk about it in the movies, like I'm just going to take a lewd or whatever. And yeah. I'm like, I want to know what that was like. Um, I knew this actress that said when she- FOMO, FOMO. She <laughs> was- um, she was young and she was on the first tour of Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. And she was probably maybe 25 to 28. And another woman in this same cast was like 19. And so this older woman was talking about, oh yeah, you know, after we did Hard Candy Christmas, she's like, I'd usually go to my dressing room before the curtain call and I'd pop a quaalude because it would hit by the time the finale the curtain call and I got dressed and then the quaalude would hit. And so we kind of looked at the other actress that was younger. She goes, oh, don't ask me. She goes, I was young. I was naive. I had no idea what they were doing. <laughs> but the other one was like, oh yeah, every night we, I just pop a quaalude after this number, you know, cause I knew the exact time it would take for me to hit and it would be the end of the show. And then we'd go out and party. I, I mean, that's I, the life right there, right? <laughs> I know no. this being on tour, 19 and fucking doing that. Oh, on God, tour, yes. no responsibility. You got your per diem money. You're you're saving your your salary. You have no bills. Just popping quaaludes. <laughs> A guy yes. in every port. <laughs> that whole like the touring life. I've only done like, I've done like one na one national tour and like one regional tour, and I tell you what, that shit is real because we got like. $50 a day for food, I think. Mm -hmm. And on top of like our salary and it was non-union. So whatever. Um, but I didn't, I didn't have the rent. I didn't have, like, I didn't spend $50 a day on food. I was like, what, like 24. And I was like, I'll just have a cheeseburger all day. And then you would <laughs> dance for like, and you could split that up in four. So you could have a quarter right, every right. four hours or. Yeah. Right. I'd just be like, okay, on Friday, I'm just going to drink. That's it. That's how I'll get my calories. Totally. <laughs> but I, I was fucking, like, I was skinny because you dance and you sweat and you're not eating. And you only have a cheeseburger a day. It was, like, the life. No quaaludes, yeah, though. totally. No quaaludes. Well, maybe one day they'll come back. <laughs> I mean, there's, I wonder like, if there's anything similar. I mean, I guess... Oh, I might be similar, but it's not the same. <laughs> no, it's um, there's like stuff that you can get from other countries that's like similar, but also you may die. I think you get glutes in Mexico. Yeah, so there's like something that's like quaalude adjacent there, but it's like not super the same. I don't know. We'll see. You know what I love about Mexico though is you could just straight up go into a pharmacy and get. Xanax without a prescription. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's like totally awesome. When we were, and then you can go to the beach. I know. And then you can go to the beach and drink, and then they're like, "Oh, would you like to buy some jewelry?" And you're like, "Oh no, thank you." And they're like, "Pot? Oh no, thanks. <laughs> Cocaine? <laughs> no, I'm good. Heroin? <laughs> Hard pass, Bye. thanks. Do you? When we were on that cruise for Brad and Waylon's wedding. Um, we were offered drugs constantly. And I'm pretty sure I told the story on the show about taking a boat to that private island with Josh and what was his name? R.C.? R.A.? J.B.? 
BJ. His friend? His friend? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think it was JB. JB? I'm just throwing out letters, y'all. Anyway. JP. JP, maybe. JP. That might be a JP. Um, (laughs) I mean, it was literally, what, six years ago? We can't remember. (laughs) It was a long time ago. Ages, darling. Um, We... uh, we took a boat to a private island with these old white ladies who were like retired teachers from Florida. And they were, <laughs> they were like semi-racist, which was great. Um, and then <laughs> they, on the way back from this private island, which where was we great. like got completely hammered. Well, we were there and they were like, mm, it's all black people cooking. I don't really trust that. And I was like, it's literally, it's like... Um, excuse me. If it was all white people cooking, that's a problem. Like, do you <laughs> just want your bland fucking baked chicken breast, Karen? Because you're going to get a cup of mayonnaise instead of pudding. Mm-mm. No mayonnaise. Not, mir- not Miracle Whip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Eat Miracle Whip. Gross. Um, but on the way back, they asked, like, the boat driver for drugs. And he just cut the engine in the middle of the water and was like, I can make a call. And it was me and George and Josh and his guy. And we were all like, oh my God, we're going to fucking die. Like, we're just like in a fucking dinghy in the middle of the Caribbean with some guy who's going to like pull over in his boat and get some Coke for these. But would you like to, would you like to have been on his dinghy though? Was he cute? He was probably cute. Yeah. Okay. So did so. they get I drugs? Remember, did they what? get the drugs? No, I was like, I think one of us was like, y'all, we're like wasted, and we need to just get home. And there's four of us and two of you, and we outvote you. We need to be safe, y'all. <laughs> I was responsible. Um, you know, we were talking about quaaludes. My brother That's- used to. My brother used to work at a uh, school where they taught people how to be uh, pharmacy technicians. And one mm-hmm. year he tested positive for quaaludes. And Danny was like, um, they don't even make quaaludes anymore. And they fired him. So he had to sue. And it took like eight years. But they finally were like, oh, yeah, we fucked up. A student conducted your drug test and that was illegal. So they had to pay him a bunch of money. But Danny was like, how could I test positive for quaaludes when they don't even make quaaludes anymore? Wow. That's because his bitch ass went out into the ocean, found the barrel of them. He said it's it's, taken them. He said that if if you eat like poppy seed, you know, that's what it'll come up with, you know, with the poppy seed bagels. Opium? Opium. What? Oh, well, he said that for some reason, he was like, I don't know why I would come up with this. You know, he goes quaaludes of all things. He's like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And then so, also the only way I see people being like on quaaludes is if they were alive during that time and they like fucking hoarded the shit out of them. So they would be like 85 years old and high on quaaludes. They're not that old. <laughs> I There are people I think that do still have quaaludes and I, I want to find them. Listeners, <laughs> if you have a secret stash of quaaludes, What's your maximum amount you'd pay for one Quaalude? A dollar. <laughs> okay, no. They're not going to sell that for a dollar. This ain't the price is right. Yeah. Like, just just, just blow a hand job. 
I definitely. Give I mean, I might give a bloat. I might give a blowjob for one. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, they're pretty valuable. That's like giving a blowjob for a thousand dollars. Do you think they're worth that much? I don't know, listeners. <laughs> tell us how much a quaalude is, and if you have quaaludes, if you send us one, we'll do a show while we're on it. You have to send Not- three. <laughs> so. Uh, do they lose their potency? Like, do they have an expiration date? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> we'll be like, we don't even feel anything. And Ricky's like, oh, I'm high. And it's like, no, Ricky, you're 12. Oh, I'm I'm that girl. I'm that girl. Oh, you know, one thing about the surgery that's crazy is I cannot, I won't ever be able to drink the amount of alcohol I used to drink, which is good. But I could drink a glass of wine. And it'll be as if I drink four glasses wow. of wine. She a cheap date. Yeah. <laughs> because it doesn't stay long enough in the stomach to digest, like to really digest. And it goes straight into the small intestine and it just goes straight to the bloodstream. Wow. So what? I'm about to be crazy, Ricky, when I go outside after COVID. <laughs> oh my God. If we ever get to go back outside. Yeah. We're on lockdown again. Yeah, I, Chicago's. Oh, you got you guys went back in lockdown. We have a We're ton of new cases three. here. We're at stage three. We went back on the stage three, which means no indoor eating. Um, I don't. I think you can still get pedicures, but you can't get like facials and things like that. Which I got a pedicure yesterday, and I'm pretty sure the lady that's doing it called. My toes. Wait, you cut. <laughs> I think you, you cut out a little. You bit. broke up. Oh, can you hear me now? Mm. A little bit. You're freezing. There oh, we go. No. There okay. you go. All right. I went to go get a pedicure yesterday, and I think the lady that was doing my toes called her all of her friends over to look at my toes. <laughs> <laughs> because they would all come over and ask her a question and look down at my feet and then leave. <laughs> Oh my god. Well, as somebody who's gotten a pedicure next to Ricky, y'all. <laughs> Maybe you have skinny feet now and they were just admiring them. <laughs> Ew. Oh my god. You know what I that okay, totally my shoes totally fit different now. It's crazy. And it's like doing size 10 now. It's weird. You might have to you, you fix might, your internet, bitch. You might have to turn off your video because it's oh, okay. it's lagging. Hold on, just hold on, the, hold on. Yeah, just turn off the video and that should correct it. Better. Does that help? Yeah, there we can, can hear you, you now. Hear yes. Um. Fuck, I forgot what I was saying. Oh, your shoes. Uh, having the size ten shoes, I might have to go down to a size ten now. Wow. Ooh. Size know, ten it, are hard to really find. Weird. Just so you know. That those motherfuckers are you can't get cute shit on sale and it pisses me off. <laughs> yeah, nine and ten are pretty That's common. Funny. Yeah. Um, I was gonna ask you a question now I can't remember. Anyway, I wish they've never been able, like the lockdown thing. You can't get you can get your haircut, but you can't get a beard trim. And that's why I look like Grizzly fucking Adams all the time. Cause I can't do it myself. I fuck it up. Well, ain't nobody you don't have looking at somebody it. that can come to your house and do it. 
I don't think so. No, I don't. There's like weird. So I'm not trying to judge people, but like people get on like the apps, the gay apps. When we say the apps, everybody just assume just it's gay apps. Um, right. Unless noted otherwise. Um, people send out like shouts and shit on the apps that are like, I'll come to your house and cut your hair, blah, 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 blah. And sometimes I think they're hookers. Mm-hmm. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's I like have massage. experienced that. Yeah. Or manscaping. Mm-hmm. They want to manscape. You know what? Mm. I don't know if we've ever talked about this, but since we're talking about manscaping and personal grooming, um, I kind of want to get a butthole wax at some point in my life just to see what it's like. It's going to hurt. Oh, I'm no, sure. No, I'd rather just shave my own asshole thing. <laughs> I have. So when I was in college, <laughs> when I, was in college um, I shaved my, my butthole once, and it was awful. It was so itchy. It was so itchy, itchy. but like the day that you do it, you don't realize how much friction butthole hair gives you. And you're like, (laughs) it's like your butt cheeks are like really, really like slip and slide next to each other. It's weird. (laughs) Is that when you were a twink and would shave all your body hair? I, so I would shave all my body hair because I was a twink and I thought, and like people thought that was hot or whatever. But my one boyfriend that I talked about on the the deep show um he was hairy and he was like oh i think it's really hot that you're like shaved and i'm hairy and i was like yeah no i'm like 19 and in love like absolutely um but i was just telling <laughs> i was telling jerry the other day i have um like a like a like an ingrown hair situation that's still like never went like i got rid of the ingrown hair but like it's like a sebaceous cyst now and it's like never going away because I used to shave. So if you're out there thinking about shaving your body for some man's, don't do it. <laughs> I know that's gross. You could probably you could probably go have it lanced or whatever, right? Oh, so that's like Dr. Pimple Popper does that stuff and there's like tools or whatever. <gasps> um, you should go do it. You should go to Dr. Pimple Popper. I've already suggested it. <laughs> <laughs> George has a Dr. Pimple Popper kit. Um, but no, I had one, um, I had, I had it removed, like removed, but they can't get all of it. And you get like a hole in your skin and it just like never goes away. And I don't want that in my life. Oh, they don't pack it so that it kind of like grows back together. I, I don't think so. Like I had once, so I had one on like right between my shoulder blades in my doctor's office, they were like, oh, we can just take care of it here. And didn't that motherfucker call in everybody and was like, oh, look at this shit. <laughs> I was so embarrassed. I'm embarrassed now talking about it. Well, I bet it was cool <laughs> to watch it all come out, though. Oh, I love watching Dr. Pimple Popper. Me too. I don't like any of the storylines. I don't want to hear about their lives. Oh, yeah. I just want to go in and get mm-hmm. it lanced and squeezed or ripped out. No, because it was the best when she was just on YouTube before she had a show. But mm-hmm. the other thing that I love to watch are the removal of bot flies. Have you ever seen oh. that? No. Oh, uh, no. My God, it's the most disgusting thing I have ever seen. 
but there's these mm. flies that lay their larvae in your skin and then they hatch as flies coming out of your skin. Ugh. And so it's really common in like third world countries though. So it's like Ugh. in people's scalps, it's in Ugh. people's bottom, the bottom of their feet. Ugh. It's, oh God, <laughs> that's, you have Adam's to worst, that's Adam's worst nightmare. Ugh. Yeah, Ugh. it's Ugh. so amazing. Like it's horrible because I'm like, I don't ever want to experience that, but I really need to see a bot fly taken out of someone's head. No, <laughs> no, ma'am. I ain't interested. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see any of that shit. I'm fine without it. <laughs> Period. 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 Especially the feet part. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Ma'am. I can't. I can't. It is great. Like, I am fascinated by it myself. Like it's like I was telling Jerry, it came up because I was like, oh, my chest hurts. I have COVID. And Jerry's like, that's not how it works. Um, but I was like, it's because I squeeze like a blackhead out of my titty. Um, <laughs> so, uh, my boob hurt. Um, it was this yeah. one. Um, but I'm like, when I squeeze it, I'm like, ooh, it's gross. And it's like all oozy and it smells gross. Um, so I'm fascinated with it myself, like on myself, but I don't want to do, I don't want to do it for other people. I don't want to see it, but sometimes it happens. I don't know what you and Tony's marriage is like, but sometimes George is like, I think I have a pimple on my back. I need you to look at it and pop it. Does Tony it and I do that. Yeah. I, I assume it's like, that's part of the reason people get married is to be like, Oh, this thing is gross. Can you like look at it and or like judge it and or like smell it? <laughs> Reminds me of the I always do that to Tony. I'll taste something. And I'm like, mm, you should taste this. And he tastes it. He's like, that's gross. I'm like, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> that always reminds me of the nanny oh, when her mother's like, I don't want you to feel a thing. And then she goes, feel this. Is this a lump? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. I, yeah, that is, that's, it's a good, it's a, both a good and a gross thing to have somebody around to do shit like that. Totally. How long have we been recording? I don't know. It doesn't give us a countdown. Oh, we all probably about 45 minutes. Cause we started a little late. So let's do another show. You guys, let's talk about, okay. um, I want to talk about music a little bit and like, I don't know, porn. Okay. Yeah. It's All right then. Next time. So we'll <laughs> sign off then. All right. This is Adam. This is Jerry. And this is Ricky. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you for getting foul with foul monkeys, and we hope you enjoyed the show. You can send feedback, dick pics, or marriage proposals to foulmonkeys at gmail.com. You can also leave us sexy messages or some really heavy breathing at 863-666-0377. Ask us questions and interact with us on Twitter and Instagram with the handle at foulmonkeys. You can also join us over at the Facebook page where things can get really, really dirty. Thank you for listening, and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Open on the left at Fullerton. How about Chicago? I could be there.